0: No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone.
1: And welcome into the Monday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. The final two episodes of 2020, I have to add. Or of, yeah, of 2020 as we turn the calendar to 2021 on Friday. Sean, hope the holidays treated you well. It's good to be back doing a show together. How are you on this fine Monday?
0: Doing fine. good, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, Santa treated me well. Spent some time with the family, which I don't ordinarily get a lot of time to do. Is, you know, anybody out there with multiple jobs knows that feeling. And uh, so it was good. Had, 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 some, had a little bit of downtime, but ready to get back after it. And quite a bit to get into today here on uh, on a Monday morning.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm modeling some of my uh, newly found uh, Christmas uh, gear, the Victory Monday for the New York Jets, which I think we'll get into a little bit later on in the program. Winners of two in a row, so I've got to showcase... Victory Monday. I don't know what that's like. Yeah, Yeah. Victory Monday. For you, it's been a while. For me, it took 13 (laughs) weeks, but we've had a couple in a row. A lot to get into, a lot of football-related content here on a Monday. Final week of the NFL season coming up. A lot of playoff implications this week, including with the Arizona Cardinals. So all of that to get into and more. But first, let's start with what is in the lead on the program today.
0: This is the one they're talking about.
1: Sean, you're going to have to explain this to me. Okay. Now, I'm going to take us a little inside baseball here. We work mm-hmm. on the show prep sheet together, all of us here on the show. By the way, yeah. I should have mentioned Jordan Simone on assignment today. Uh, he's no, he's, nice. he's on vacation well.
0: with the family. We can say that. The man is in Seattle with his family, and he should all be right, ignoring to be nice. everything about work, and he should be ignoring everything about this program. He's on vacation. Uh, we don't have to go with the industry standard on assignment today. The man is with the family. It's where he should be.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. He's with the family, so he will be back. Uh, I believe next week he will be back on the show with yes. us. So we work on those on the on the prep sheet together and we all throw things on there and we put a lot of stuff in the lead and then we, we, we narrow it down. You wrote this first one for in the lead. <laughs> I need to know what you meant by when you said Phoenix Suns bounce back, I got that. Mm-hmm. Get the and then this is where I need help. Old double dip split, please enlighten
0: me. You're well, on a they, Monday. They played the they played the back to back, the old double dip with the Kings, and they got the split. That's what it means. They lost the first one. Is this an
1: industry term, like inside NBA circles, when you guys talk to each other,
0: you use this term? No, it's just me being no, an idiot. No, you just made it yeah, up. It's okay. Just me being <laughs> okay. an idiot, trying to add some color to the to the to the doc there, Schubert. But uh, they got the old double dip split, right? They played the Kings twice. They they, they dropped the first one. Uh, a game that I know a lot of Suns fans and, and probably the, a lot of guys in the locker room felt they should have won, could have won, and they bounced back and had a couple of nice runs in the second half to to put that game away last night against the Kings. So we have we have a small sample size, right? We have three games, but... I think you're already started Phoenix Suns, maybe. Yeah, I mean, shoot, this team was number one. They were first place in the division on Christmas Day. It was the last time we could have said that, right? It was after one game. But still, you know, first place on Christmas Day. is first place on Christmas Day, Schubert. I don't care how you slice it. Uh, but the Phoenix Suns, after you know, a small sample size, three games of the 72-game season, uh, I think you're feeling good about a lot of different things, right? This team kind of just feels like a basketball team at this point. It feels competitive. Uh, so we'll see where they go. They have a stretch coming up where they play some pretty talented teams. Um, But you get that win against the Mavericks, your boy Luca to start things off, Uh, you split with the Kings, you're feeling okay about where you're at. And, you know, Devin Booker had a comment after the game last night talking about the previous game, the loss to the Kings. And he said it almost felt like we we came into the locker room and it, and it felt like you, you were eliminated from playoff contention. Like everybody felt that down. And he says he's feeling this vibe, right? He's feeling the fact that this team really, really cares about playing good basketball. So those are all good signs for the Phoenix Suns against small sample size, but two and one off out of, out of the shoot, not bad. You mentioned that schedule coming up for the Suns. I'll read it to you. Here are their next five
1: games. New Orleans at Utah at Denver, home against the Clippers, and then the Raptors. So a nice stretch here to test this basketball team after their two-in-one start. You mentioned it, Sean, and I feel like we should mention it here on the program because you said the magic words, Luka Doncic. Did you see what they did to the Los Angeles Clippers over the weekend?
0: That, that should be criminal. What they did to the Los Angeles uh, Clippers over the weekend, but what you know wasn't it the head coach that was the problem, right? It was all Doc Doc yes. Rivers was the problem. Doc. You know, it it clearly, culture change there, yeah. Clearly, it was yeah. Doc Rivers, but uh, no, they were up by fifty at halftime. Maybe it was getting lost amongst all of the NFL football people were watching over the weekend, but if you didn't see it, Luca and the Mavericks had a fifty-point lead at the half against the Clippers. That's one of those games I think where you Oof. just you take the film. If you're the Clippers, you just throw it out. You don't even look at that. You understand there are some anomalies there. Things shots weren't falling. Just throw that away and let's move forward. But yeah, I mean that was the biggest loss in franchise history for the Los Angeles Clippers. Clearly, it was all the head coach.
1: the final score for those of you keeping track at home as the Mavs picked up their first win of the season we're going to get into this a lot here in the next segment but i do think it's a good table setter here in the lead to mention that a lot of eyes are being paid attention to the injury reports in la for the rams jared goff with an injury in that game doesn't look like daryl henderson is going to play in the game against the cardinals on sunday so For a game that has a lot of playoff implications. And we are going to get into the Cardinals here in just a second, Sean. But just from the Rams side of things, the next couple of days are going to be newsworthy and noteworthy as we pay attention to this injury report to see if the Rams are going to have their quarterback for Sunday.
0: Yeah, they are. And the Rams are not in, right? We're going to get into all of the different scenarios, but they're not in. They they have to win this game this weekend or hope from some help from the Bears. So they're coming into this game against the Cardinals. And they, they were in a, in a must-win mentality. So to, to not know if you're going to be without your quarterback, and according to reports, they're not expecting to have Jared Goff at quarterback because of the broken thumb, that's a big setback. And that's another this – is, this is a little teaser for what we're going to get into with the Cardinals in the, in the next segment – that's kind of another break at the quarterback position, the opposing quarterback position that the Arizona Cardinals have seen this year. They've seen a handful of them, and we'll get into them coming up here in a moment. But yeah, this is big news for the. This is big news to keep an eye on if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan. Huge news to keep an eye on if you're a Rams fan because, I mean, last I checked, broken broken fingers and broken bones also don't usually heal in one week. So even if the Rams do find a way to get in. If he does indeed have a broken thumb, that being Jared Goff, what does that do for you in the wild card round, which is only a week, you know, a week after this coming Sunday's game? So, lots to keep an eye on if you're a Rams fan. But for the Cardinals, this might be a huge break going into a must-win game to get in.
1: Sean, yeah, I would not start a week off, and I would not start in the lead without getting to some baseball. Oh, you got some. So if you could please this is Diamondbacks related in some way so if I could get the music if I could get the the clock so now I'm good there's my timer a major trade in Major League Baseball as the San Diego Padres are finalizing a deal it appears to be close it appears to be just over the finish line to acquire Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays. Last time we were talking about Blake Snell was after he got pulled in that game in which the Rays lost the World Series. He's now going to go play for the San Diego Padres. The deal will send top pitching prospect Luis Patino, catcher Francisco Mejia, Blake Hunt, and uh, right-handed pitching prospect Cole Wilcox back to the Rays. A pretty good haul for the Rays in this deal. Uh, they They sell high on Blake Snell. The Padres get another arm to this rotation, and Sean, I'll spin it back here to the National League West this trade i think just solidifies the position that the diamondbacks find themselves in with the with the rockies with the giants as just a a bunch of tiers below what the padres are doing and then even further behind what the dodgers are doing at the top of this division so not fun times for diamondbacks fans as this trade for the padres really solidifies their spot in that middle ground uh in the national league
0: west um we can get into that next Couple weeks after the football season's over, but you know, your 60 seconds are up, so we have to move on.
1: Coming up next on the program, No Boy with Chris Crespin and Simone. The Cardinals have put themselves. In a fun position. Win and you're in. That are the stakes for this weekend's game
0: against the Rams. We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, got to tell you about our, our partners with Earnhardt Auto Centers, our friends over at Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951, and a proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You hear us talk about it all the time. 19 different Arizona locations. Count them. 19, 21 different dealerships. They've got 17 different brands. So regardless of what you're looking for, regardless of what you had your eye on, Earnhardt Auto Centers has you covered for that new vehicle. And with the current times of social distancing, Noble Express at Noble.com. Just type in noble.com. Look at the header. Right in the middle of the page, you'll see the Noble Express option. Makes the entire buying process an absolute breeze from the comfort of your own home. You can test drive a vehicle that they pull up right to your front door. You can do the finance applications right there online. Once your purchase is is complete, they're going to deliver your new ride right to your front door as well. You don't even have to leave your home to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that absolutely cannot be beat. The Earnhardt name is a name you know you can trust. 69-year commitment from their family years if you lived in the valley for any time you know Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. that ain't no bull you just have to find a way to, to take the next step um, not have these these moments where we don't feel like uh, we, we played as well as we could coached as well as we could um, I just think it's, it's part of the process we've got to continue to work hard and find more consistency because we have moments that were really good and then we have games that we, we wish we'd have back and you got to eliminate those
1: Head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, after the game on Saturday in which the Arizona Cardinals fell to the San Francisco 49ers, putting them in a situation, Sean, where if you take a look, if you go over to ESPN.com, you click on the standings tab there under the NFL page, you will see the Cardinals sit on the outside looking in to the playoff picture in the NFC. This is not the scenario that they should be in considering the path that they had a couple of weeks ago. They controlled their own destiny, and now they've put themselves in the ultimate control your own destiny. Win and you're in this Sunday against the Rams. This team needs a win, a loss, and they're out. And the path that they had laid out when they were 6-3, and three, and even when they had faltered a little bit, They have deviated away from that path, and here we are sitting here just six days away from a do-or-die game for
0: this team. Must win. We can use the term must win for this football (laughs) game. But that's the good thing, right? Like You still have the ability to win a football game and get in. So you're still controlling your own destiny here if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Though I think if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, if you could pick any team in the playoff window of the NFC right now to have to beat in order to get in... I think the last team you're choosing is the team that has this kicked one. your ass seven consecutive games in the L.A. Rams. I think you're looking for anybody else. And that's why we were focusing on our In the Lead segment about Jared Goff's thumb. You lose your starting quarterback. Right now, the the depth chart for the Rams shows if Goff can't go, you're going to be starting a quarterback who is never taking an NFL snap. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals – you're feeling pretty good about that, but I still think, man, if you could pick any other team on your schedule to have to f- have to play for the win to get in, the Rams are probably the last team you're choosing because this team has absolutely owned you over the course of the last three years.
1: They have. They have your number. Sean McVay has your number. And you need this game. And, yeah, it's probably going to be John Walford, although I pointed out on Twitter, uh, thanks to your help, we kind of mm-hmm. tag-teamed the research on this, that uh, maybe the Rams should uh, pick up the phone, call Blake Bortles, who's currently sitting on Denver's practice squad, and say, hey, Blake, we know you were here last year. You got a little bit of game action for us. You know the system. You think you could come give us a spot start this week against the Cardinals? I mean, that, that that's the situation that the Rams find themselves in. It's John Walford. It's a call to Blake Bortles and they're going to have to activate somebody from their practice squad. Uh, Bryce Perkins potentially elevated to be the backup this week. I mean, that's the kind of situation that they're dealing with a quarterback, and it lines up really well for the Cardinals. Yet, Sean, this is something we talked about last week, and I will bring it up again here. With the Cardinals' backs against the wall and them trying to find themselves in this playoff picture, they get the two coaches that I think, and I know you agree with this, are the reason that Cliff Kingsbury was the hire here in Arizona in Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. This was where his season and the Cardinals' season was going to be dictated, and now even more so. You go up against the coach that's probably directly responsible for the Cardinals hiring Cliff Kingsbury and Sean McVay, and you got to go through him in order to make the playoffs. It's fun. It's entertaining, but boy, do I does the track record tell me that this isn't an advantage for Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals
0: in any way. No, and I tweeted right after the game, you know, let's not kid ourselves and pretend that the Arizona Cardinals hired Cliff Kingsbury for any other reason other than the fact that the 49ers and the Rams, with innovative young head coaches in Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, were having the success that they've had. They've they've each been to a Super Bowl with those two head coaches. So let's not kid ourselves and pretend like Cliff Kingsbury, a young, thought to be innovative offensive mind was hired as head coach for any other reason outside of the fact that two teams in your division had done something similar and we went over this a couple weeks ago it it feels similar it looks similar but it couldn't be any farther from being you know, the same because the two names with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, they've both cut their teeth for almost two decades each in the National Football League. Cliff Kingsbury had never coached in the NFL before the Arizona Cardinals gave him a shot. So we shouldn't be surprised that he is 1-6 in six against those two head coaches we just mentioned and seems to get coached significantly every time he faces them. The 49ers came to your house with a patchwork roster on both sides sides of the football and beat you that that should that that is inexcusable if you're cliff kingsbury that they came in with a quarterback who had taken very few snaps in the nfl with a defense with multiple players multiple starters not available and they beat you in your own house in a game that you needed to win to punch your ticket to the postseason inexcusable He's one in six against Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. He's been outcoached significantly every time he sees them, for the most part. You know, Week One this year being the the the, the one win he has against those two. Um, right now, the Arizona Cardinals, their, their their experiment, if you will, with thinking outside the box with Cliff Kingsbury, is not on par with the rest of the division and the mindset they had when they hired two innovative offensive minds. But the difference is. Almost two decades of work in the NFL for each one of them. Zero work for Cliff Kingsbury, and that's showing right now.
1: Two things on the just the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Do a role reversal. I know it's a little unfair, but do a role reversal. Put Cliff on the 49ers with that roster going up against Kyle Shanahan with Kyler Murray and everything that the Cardinals have, and Cliff wouldn't be able to do what Kyle did this past Saturday he wouldn't be able to do it no Sean Jeff Wilson is their third string running back if they have everybody healthy he's their third option behind uh, Raheem Mostert and uh, behind why, why am I blanking Jerk McKinnon right yeah he's the third option he goes for a, what a 183 yards in that football game because that's the coach that Kyle Shanahan is he can scheme with the best of them he knows how to look at the roster he has on a given week and say what does this team do well what am I able to maximize out of the talent that I have? And he does it. That's why for the longest time, Sean, this 49er team was still in the hunt for a playoff spot, even when we all went, how is that even possible? But considering considering what their injured reserve list looks like. Yet Cliff, with mostly everybody healthy on both sides of the ball, minus Chandler Jones, they're struggling. They, they, they're they in this back and forth, up and down, roller coaster ride of a season in
0: which it's going to come down to week 17 and being able to beat the Rams. CJ Beathard came in to beat you. I like, guess just I mean and, and let's let's we're we're giving you know Kyle Shanahan a lot of credit and rightfully so, but he does have one of the better defensive coordinators in my opinion in the National Football League that helped keep the 49ers in that game ultimately winning it and only giving up 12 points to the Arizona Cardinals this this weekend. But that's I mean that's another thing. You look at the score, 12 points. This is a must-win game. You scored 12 points. You're not you're supposed to be an offensive innovative genius, Cliff Kingsbury. You muster up 12 points, 12. In a must win game, it's just not good enough. It's just not, you know. And, and, and again, I this is a point I made a few weeks ago. I don't think we should be surprised by this because of the resumes. They look and feel the same, but they're not right Furthest Look, thing they're just they're inside. just not Sean McVay cut his teeth under John Gruden started out as his receptionist by the way he he answered phones and did you know the the grunt work just to be in the building and then worked his way up to an offensive assistant and has been in the NFL ever since Kyle Shanahan's dad won Super Bowls and he himself has coached in the National Football League for decades you can't you I I appreciate the idea of thinking outside the box and bringing in a head coach who feels the same, maybe looks the same, looks the part, feels feels the same, but the resume is not even close to being the same, and the and the Arizona Cardinals are, are feeling that right now. Now, I'm not saying Cliff Kingsbury can't become a decent or good head coach in the NFL. I'm not saying that. He's in year two of his coaching tenure in the National Football League, and I'll, I've told you this as well, Chris, on this program, and anybody who's listened for a while has heard me say it, most of the things that he's having issues with are correctable, most of them. Usually, because usually it's situational awareness. This past weekend, you just flat out got outcoached by a better head coach. Like that, 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 that's concerning. But usually, oh, Cliff Kingsbury, usually his issues are situational awareness. You know, uh, going with the gut instinct and play calling at times, not having anywhere to go, in-game adjustments. A lot of that comes with just being experienced. This past weekend, you got your ass kicked. There's no other way to and, put it. And that's fair, Sean, and I agree with you, and I'm totally in
1: agreement with the Sean Crespin three-year rule that I'm not ready to run Cliff out of no. time until after year yes. three. Yes. But here's what I will say. What's the easiest way to get to the playoffs in the national football league? You win your division. Okay, and Sean, in every one of these matchups that Cliff has had in the division, he gets outcoached. He just does. It's not just situational stuff. He gets outcoached by Pete Carroll. He gets outcoached by Sean McVay. He gets outcoached by Kyle Shanahan. He's beat, and now he's beat your...
0: Pete twice. Let's be fair. He's beat Pete twice.
1: Absolutely. But he still gets outcoached, right? I don't I don't look in, go into these matchups going, oh, the coaching matchup favors the Cardinals. I never feel that way when it comes to the division. And now and now it all boils down to Sunday. When you have this matchup against a Rams team that absolutely has your number since Sean McVay got an employee card with a barcode that lets him scan into the building. From the moment he scanned into the building, he's had your number. And now your season's on the line against them on Sunday. Potentially with or without Jared Goff, looking like without. But Sean... They just lost to C.J. Beathard at home. So, like, I, John Walford could step it, step up. Arizona Hotshots legend, by the way. He could step up <laughs> and play extremely well, and they could win that football game. You're telling me you don't think Sean McVay could scheme up a game plan to, to, to succeed with him as a quarterback? He absolutely could. Here, I gotta, I'm got. i going to give credit where credit is due. This uh, I'm going to consider him friend of the show because he's a friend of mine. Luke Lipinski put mm-hmm. out this tweet. Can I read this to you, Sean? Because I yes. think this is a very worthy conversation here. This is a list of the quarterbacks that the Cardinals have seen this season. I'm going to read it from the beginning of the season all the way up until now, all right? Jimmy G, Dwayne Haskins, who, by the way, while we were recording this show, Sean, I don't know if you saw, Washington has released Dwayne Haskins. Mm -hmm. So just put that little footnote there. He's out in Washington. Matt Stafford, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson twice, Tua, Josh Allen, Cam, Goff, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, C.J. Beathard. That's the list of quarterbacks that the Cardinals have seen this season. The best quarterbacks on that list, Sean, would you not agree? Are the two times you played Russell Wilson and Josh Allen? Yeah, that's not even debatable. You're, you're two and one against those quarterbacks, and then against the rest of that list,
0: you find yourself in a must-win situation on Sunday. You're two and one against those quarterbacks, but you you both both those wins. That put you at two and one came on a, a, a final play scenario, right? Like the 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 Hill Murray against uh, against the Bills. You had the overtime win against Russ Wilson, where you easily could have gone the other way as well. So you know neither were convincing wins. Uh, they're good wins, right? A win over two playoff teams. Those are good wins, but they're not. Con- they're, mm-hmm. you, you didn't win them in convincing fashion. Um, so no, you're not that. I love that tweet. Uh, because it's it's 100% correct. When you have the, and we talked about it a couple times, right? You go all the way back to when we when the Cardinals played your Jets, Schubert, and you're like, man, they're catching Flacco. Like, uh, uh, you know, after after just catching Andy Dalton, you know, and, and then, oh, you're getting Tua, and it's only his second start of his NFL career. Kind of feels advantageous to the Arizona Cardinals. You know, and you go down the list of these quarterbacks that they face, and they're going to get another break this week with Jared Goff's thumb uh they, they, there's no excuse there just really isn't you know i think the realization that arizona cardinal fans have to have us who talk about them weekly and cover the team um it's just not a great football team it's it it, it it's, it's decent right it's, it they have moments you heard cliff talk about it in the rejoin clip we play. they've got moments they're just not consistent at all there's talent on the roster they're just not a good football team you know, and you got to be sound at, at at you know more than one position and right now if you ask me um the Arizona Cardinals success has come off the tremendous athletic ability of Kyler Murray and the tremendous athletic ability of DeAndre Hopkins it looks it, when I watch the Arizona Cardinals play it looks so difficult to do the 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 things that should just be very easy you know it just it it just looks it looks difficult all the time offensively and it should't yeah it really shouldn't. Uh, but in terms of your overall record against that quarterback group you just read, yeah, there's no excuse there at all.
1: And I think you give that quarterback resume, right? You give that quarterback list to a lot of the coaches in this league, right, who who are we consider masterminds and are able to scheme and game plan with the best of them. They're not going to probably be in a position – where you have to win to get into the playoffs. Yet that's the situation the Cardinals find themselves in because of what you just mentioned, Sean. That this this football team's not really a good football team. They have a lot of flaws. They're too inconsistent. They get
0: out coached. All of those things. So real quick, as we wrap up this segment on the Cardinals, give me the give me give me the situations this weekend for Cardinals and Rams. The NFC play the NFC wild card situation. The Cardinals win. They have to win to get in. If they do yep. win, they are in. But they can end up anywhere yes. from six or six to seven i believe right five six seven we're
1: working the end up let me pull it up here let me just get it so i have it because you know me if i get this wrong twitter will be all over me for this so i have it here if and this all depends on the green bay chicago game as well so the cardinals have to win to get in if they do that they will get a wild card spot then mm-hmm. there's a seeding argument that has to happen if green bay beats chicago the cardinals will be the sixth seed if the bears beat the Packers, they will be the seven seed. Now, there are other scenarios. The other two games that you're going to want to watch if the Cardinals beat the Rams, you're going to want to watch the result of the Saints Panthers game and then the 49ers Seahawks game. Because of the results of those two games, the Cardinals' opponent in the wild card round will be set. So, there's a lot of different scenarios. They could play Seattle. Seattle's the most popular opponent for them, even in all of these scenarios. The next most popular opponent is New Orleans, and then there is one outside chance where they play Green Bay. That's if Chicago wins, Carolina beats New Orleans, and Seattle beats San Francisco, you get Arizona Green Bay. All right, so there's a lot to keep up with here. Okay? Oh, man. But, so just know the Cardinals win, and the Packers Packers uh Bears is the thing you're going to watch out for. Bears win, you're the 7 seed. Bears lose, you're the six seed.
0: Yeah, and I think there there's there's a handful of there's, there's I think there's like three different scenarios that could play out that have you playing Seattle, only really one, yes. and has you playing the Saints. So odds are, when you get in, you're more than likely seeing Pete Carroll and the, and the Seahawks again. But standing hmm, in your way should be fun. Standing in the way, first, is Sean McVay and the Rams team that have absolutely yeah. kicked your ass in the last handful of, of matchups? So um, the Achilles heel yeah. of this of this franchise over the last couple of seasons.
1: All right, Sean, there's just two of us here on a Monday. I have high hopes that we can get through the not so rapid rundown in a rapid amount of time. Let's do it next you want year. Want the music, Oval with Chris Crestman. Give me the music. Let's, let's do it. Let's get into it. Give me the music.
0: All right. I'll try to keep it game quick, but the, no promises, please. especially if you bring up a game that happened on Saturday night, it might derail the whole damn program. So just let you know. Well, uh, how about we
1: start by derailing the whole program with game number one <laughs> because the no. New York football Jets, Sean, have won two in a row. They beat the Cleveland Browns. I'm rocking a Jets hoodie. It's a victory Monday here on the program. The New York Jets single-handedly. If they're going to win out, they're going to beat the Patriots next week. They're going to finish 3-13. They're going to have the number two pick and they are going to save Adam Gase's job. I cannot wait for this. Sean, the Cleveland Browns have won double-digit games, yet they still don't have a playoff spot locked up, Sean. They are still not in the playoffs yet. They could miss the playoffs at 10 wins and I see that smile on your face. Don't be that guy. Don't drag the other bad franchises into the pit
0: (laughs) of misery. So I, I try to stay very... Analytical driven when we when we're on the show, right? And I let my fandom come out when we do segments like our full grown man salute. And then as soon as we're done with the show, usually I go full fanboy when it's time to watch the game. Uh, but to, but to, to you know pull the curtain back a little bit. One of my one of my best friends, Chuck Wolf listens to the program so he'll appreciate Friend this. of the show he's a diehard Browns guy and him and I have always been kind of the support system for the other right I'm a diehard Raiders fan he's a he's a Browns guy we both live in a pit of misery and we just help each other out right we give each other some kind of a glimmer of hope and we text each other sure. during all the games great friendship you got there yeah right and you pretend you pretend like you want the other one to see good things but when Why? the other would but, but when the quarter. other one is this is let's be let's be honest here. When the other one is on the verge of getting out of that pit of misery and you're still in it. Yeah, deep down it do. Kind of oh, hope the Browns no, that, don't this make makes it. you <laughs> a bad friend. This makes you a terrible friend.
1: Deep no, down this just, makes you an awful friend. If I'm friend. being
0: honest with everybody, deep down I just kind of oh. hope the Browns you know have another Browns moment. I'm just saying. That way him and I can both stay in the pit of misery together and I'm not Riding it so low. Well, I'm so. down there with you. <laughs> I mean, even though my team's won two in a row, I'm in the pit uh, with you guys. Yeah. So, no, listen, Cleveland, I mean, how unfortunately, how how Browns would that be, right? You finally win double digits. It's your first non, it's, I think, your only second non winning season. I'm sorry, non losing season since coming back into the National Football League. And uh, you still don't make the postseason tournament, even though they added a seventh seed. Uh, that's very, that's very possible in, in this John. coming weekend's game. So, we could have,
1: if all of these teams, none of them play each other that are in this race for the wild card. Yeah. we If they all win, an 11-win football team is missing the playoffs in yeah. the AFC. And it, I'm not even talking about the Browns. There is a double-digit win team that's not making the playoffs, and it could be as high as an 11-win team not making yeah. the playoffs. That's how competitive we've seen that the before. AFC has
0: been this year. But we've that just seen... shows how competitive the AFC yeah. is this year. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before. Like, I mean, everybody talks about the the one year that Belichick didn't have Brady and he had Matt Castle and they won 11 games. Or yeah, they go they, ten and six? I think they five, won yeah. 11. I think and didn't make the postseason. Like, well, there's been a handful of situations where we've seen it, but no, the AFC is incredibly competitive. And that loss yesterday, and you kind of feel for the Browns too um you know all I kidding don't. all kidding aside you kind of feel for him after you, you four wide receivers they lose to covid protocols and they they're bringing guys up off practice squads and i mean it was it was a, that was a lot to ask for baker to go on the road and win that football game and he fumbles the ball late and your jets find a way to win two in a row so uh lots to keep an eye on for cleveland they could have won th- could yeah could have won 3 in a row if it wasn't for the raiders hail mary that on the on the final play that that got your defensive coordinator you know the boot now they could be winning they could be riding a three-game winning streak heading into the final game of the year trying to make it four let me ask you this if they beat the patriots do you You have a new head coach and quarterback in new york if they beat the patriots do your jets have a new new and quarterback
1: if they beat the patriots and finish the year three and 13 and by the way they had the second pick locked up they can't lose that spot so they will be picking number two in the draft the top two of the order is set um, no, I do not think they have a new uh, head coach next year. They might have a new quarterback, but how I don't think they have a new head coach.
0: possible?
1: And, and Sean, do you want to know why it's possible? Because of what you just did. They'll be 3-13. and 13. Yeah, but if Greg Williams wasn't a terrible defensive coordinator, we'd be 4-12. and 12. They almost beat the Patriots on Monday night, and they'll play this game in their head that, oh, you know, COVID, all this stuff, and they'll be like, oh, we got to give Adam Gase another go. Got to give him one more year, one more shot. That's how it'll happen. And then this sweatshirt will will be taken off, and I will be <laughs> openly crowdsourcing the football team for 2021. Right, I'm next, not doing it the coach. I'm not next are uh, the Steelers Sean. the Steelers uh, snapped their three-game losing streak uh, it, with a win against the Colts a Colts team that kind of needed this win they find themselves now on the outside looking into the AFC playoff picture uh, the Steelers not really a whole lot to play for other than the two seed the Chiefs have the one seed locked up for week 17 uh so Steelers don't have a lot to play for a- after this win but the the Colts now moving forward, they are in. Uh, they they have the win and condition right. in the playoff. You never want to see that. Never no, want you to want that. to
0: have the or right when you're looking at playoff scenarios yeah. for your team. You want it to be win or, or all the options. If it's win yeah. and you're like, oh shit, right? But the Steelers, they locked up the AFC North with that win yesterday. It was the it was the largest second half comeback. In the Mike Tomlin era, racing a 17-point lead for the Colts. They were struggling early, and then Big Ben turned it on. So a uh, big win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You put They put themselves in a situation where they go into Week 17, and the only thing they're playing for is to A, stay sharp, and to B, maybe stick it to the Browns again because they play Cleveland oh, next no. week. And if they beat the Browns, who knows what's going to happen. So uh, that's your motivation if you're a Steeler fan. Get to 13 wins, stay sharp. Maybe stick it to Cleveland, right? It's nothing better than knocking your, your division rival out of the playoffs, and the Steelers can do that. But, uh, yeah, good good for Pittsburgh, man. After struggling, that was a good second-half comeback uh, to, to beat a – that's a good Colts team. That, that's a, that was a solid performance in the yeah. second half by the Steelers, who are reeling. And, you know, I, I've been big on the Steelers all year long. Uh, defensively, that's really what's, what led them to that original 11-0 and record. But if you're not paying attention to Pittsburgh, they've lost multiple starters on that defensive unit, a couple of linebackers, and they just don't look like the same team. Uh, they're very one-dimensional offensively. They get, they're going to have to figure something out or it's going to be a quick postseason for them. Sean, game number
1: three on the list. Mm-hmm. we got to go back to Saturday
0: Don't uh, do Saturday this, Sh- night.
1: Schubert. Don't do it to me. Don't the do it, Schubert. The Raiders it's magic, strikes again. Tua gets pulled late in the game. Fitzpatrick comes in, a deep pass. A face mask later, game-winning field goal for the Dolphins. Boom, Dolphins beat
0: the Raiders 26-25. Gotcha. A lot of talk in this football game. I mean, first of all, there's no excuse, but the Raiders invent new ways to lose games. I have no idea how they figured this out. Uh, I give credit to Derek Carr playing with a torn groin. Guy played really well, considering he couldn't really move. Um, Gave his team not one but two leads in the fourth quarter to to lock things up and the Raiders historically bad defense couldn't shut the door and a lot of discussion about the way John Gruden played the end of that football game. Uh, The Raiders down one driving late. The Dolphins have a couple of timeouts. There's just over a minute left in the football game. The Dolphins are doing the whole Olay, go ahead and score Josh Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs slides. Then on the next play, intentionally gets to the one yard line and takes a knee. Now all timeouts have been spent for the Dolphins. You're going, it's third down and goal from the one. There's a minute and 10 seconds left still. If you're John Gruden, you can punch it in and give yourself a five point lead, maybe seven if you can get the two point conversion. Or you can take a knee, take that clock all the way down to under 20 seconds and kick a field goal. But now you're only up by two. That's the decision that John Gruden made because in a hundred, listen to this stat, there has been 120 instances in the NFL since 2000, where a team has been down between one and three points backed up to their, their own 25 yard line under 20 seconds with no timeouts. Those teams are 0 and 120. If you're John Gruden, you put your team in a position to win that football game since 2000, 120 teams have lost being in that same position that you put the Dolphins in. The problem is your rookie corner blew a coverage in a cover to Tampa 2 they were playing. Your, uh, your your defensive tackle grabbed Fitzpatrick's face mask and yanked his head around. So not only did they get the completion, but the 15 yards, they kicked the field goal and they beat you. It was, an, it was a complete anomaly. John Gruden didn't play this horribly. Could he have gone for six and maybe forced them to go all the way? Yes, but if you've watched Raiders football all year long, that was giving a team a minute and and change to score a touchdown late in football games hasn't been a problem. We saw it against Kansas City. We saw it against the Los Angeles Chargers. We saw it. uh, Who else am I forgetting? There's a handful of them here this year. Uh, The Raiders defense is is historically bad. I I, I think John Gruden played it just fine. The the historically bad defense jumped up and bit you. Um, And now, going forward, you start to talk about coaches on the hot seat. John Gruden's, even though he's got a 10-year contract, starting to heat up a little bit. Whoever they hire at defensive coordinator is going to make or break his future there with the Raiders because it is historically bad. Now he, him, and, Ma- and Mike Mayock have a decision to make at defensive coordinator, and if they can get the right guy that can maybe turn that around, doesn't even have to be great. Just give me average with their offense, they'll they, they they'll be in the postseason. But yeah, it's starting to heat up there in Oakland. Or sorry, Las Vegas. Oh, I- yeah, please, you, you've moved.
1: Uh, I'll add this. I'm not going to kill Gruden for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's thinking about that stat of teams getting the ball inside their own no, 25. No, he wants to get with, rid like,
0: of all the clock and all the timeouts.
1: So I, I I think since you know your defense is Swiss cheese and you know that maybe one play could put the Dolphins in field goal range, I would have played for the touchdown to force them to go the length of the field, at least give your defense a, a chance to make one play. All they got to do is make one play. But ultimately, yeah. Your defense, if your defense is Swiss cheese, your defense is Swiss cheese. And to make a mistake like that, it is what it is. You can't, you can't put it all on Gruden, right? That's Watching the,
0: the game, I thought the same thing. Like, dude, you got to punch that in. But you know, every time a team has a minute and some change against the Raiders, they score. It's just, it's yeah, just but it's I, how I just it's been all year.
1: I, I, and I and I get it, Sean, and I agree one hundred percent. But I think I would have rather said, "Here's the time, go the distance, go right. all the way, right?" Because yes, the the, the Raiders' defense isn't very good, but. The Dolphins also have to make plays, right? They have to do their part as well. And I would have just, I would have taken my chance with my defense. But hey, you, you live with the decisions that you make. And ultimately leads to another loss for the Raiders. Sorry, right, Sean. Sorry. I told four. you
0: I was going to derail the program if you yeah, went no, there. No, so that's I, fine. I apologize. That's
1: fine. Mm-hmm. Sean, the Dallas Cowboys beat <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles 37-17. to We are now talking. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking. About a Dallas Cowboys team uh-huh. that has a path to winning the NFC East and being a playoff team in the year 2020.
0: That's a good game yesterday. Just gonna let that let I that marinate 30, for a little. Bit. I mean, 37 points on an Eagles team that the Cardinals struggled with, right? Andy Dalton might be getting himself a manscaped. I don't know. I mean, that was a hell of a game. 377 yards, three touchdowns. Had the one pick. This Cowboys team might find themselves in the postseason after all. Somebody with the losing records getting in in the NFC East. Somebody is. How about, I mean, why not? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! Let me ask you this. <laughs> you know as, as, as a football fan, as I'm holding up my sure. Manscaped 3.0 shaver because yeah. we're doing the Manscaped uh, you know, full-grown man salute coming up here in five minutes. Um, the As a football fan, who would you rather see in the playoffs? You're Washington, not going to like my answer. Washington or the Cowboys? Or the Giants, I guess they're still technically alive and you know Judge has done a good job but ultimately they can't do anything. Who would you who's more likely to upset somebody in the wild card round? Okay, those are two different questions. As a division winner and stir this whole thing up a little bit. I mean, so those are two different questions, but they're the same
1: answer. To me. No, 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 no. No, it is it is an Alex Smith-led Washington football team. The reason why I would pick them for your first question is that's a fantastic story. If sure. Alex Smith, who's already going to win comeback player of the year, leads Washington to a division title with Ron Rivera. Everything that is that is going around with that football team, he leads them to the playoffs. That's a great story. And you talk about a team to pull off an upset. This Washington team with Alex Smith has played a lot better. They run the football world with Antonio Gibson. Their defense is very good. Chase Young is a very good football player. They could upset somebody if Alex Smith is their starter. So. Under that, under the context of Alex Smith as the starting quarterback, and it looks like he will play in this game in Week 17, I'm rooting for Washington. Give give me the Alex Smith-Ron Rivera playoff
0: Right. I mean, the the comeback for Alex Smith, the fact that Ron Rivera coached most of the season while dealing with cancer, uh, you know, and their front seven outside of, of Chase Young. It's not just Chase Young. I mean, they have, I think, five. Former first round picks in that front seven. I mean, that's a that's a good defense. So Schubert's going for the human interest, feel good stories. Give me chaos. (laughs) Oh man. Cowboys still alive. Unbelievable.
1: One more game for you, Sean, and it's the reason why Cardinals Rams on Sunday is so important because the Rams fall to the Seahawks 20 to 9. Jared Goff gets hurt in this game. Has a a, what is it? A broken thumb, I believe is the Mm -hmm. finger uh, that he is hurt in this football game. And now Sean sets up for week 17 with the Seattle Seahawks. They move to 11 and 4. They lock up the division. And now the Rams. They need to do some work in order to get into the playoffs, but uh, Seattle now uh, clinching. Jamal Adams smoking the cigar out of the wrong uh, wrong, wrong end <laughs> in his post-game press conference, talking about how great the Seattle defense is. I don't uh, know if you
0: saw that on Twitter. I mean, the defense is playing well, right? I mean, this this was the missing link to this football team for a good portion of the of the season, right? The defense was terrible. They were banged up. They were beat up. Adams missed a lot of time, um, amongst others. But they're starting to play pretty good on that, on that side of the ball. You know, Seattle might be peaking at the right time. And, I'll t- and what's good is Russell Wilson isn't having to carry this football team right now for them to beat good quality opponents across from them. That was apparent yesterday. So uh, this Seattle team, I think, is might be finding their stride on both sides of the ball at the right time, if that makes sense. And I know people might think, hey, Cresburn, they were never putting up crazy numbers. I get that there were they were very one-sided early in the football in in the season you know when we were talking about Russell Wilson being MVP Russell Wilson doesn't have to be an MVP for them to win Super Bowls we've seen that in the past so uh, this is a scary team right now and and that's a good Rams team that they put in their place yesterday so good win by Seattle they're putting themselves in position to maybe even move up higher in the NFC standings going into the tournament and uh, for the Rams, You get somebody that you've owned over the last seven games, but with no quarterback, it's going to make things very interesting next week. Next Sunday should be a lot of fun in the NFC. Yeah, Week 17. But
1: not just the NFC, Sean. AFC should be a lot of scoreboard watching from a lot of fans. It's true. Week 17 is lining up to be a lot of fun. So there you have it, the not-so-rapid rundown. And, Sean, you showed it off to everybody. It's time. It's that time on a Monday for the Manscaped, Full grown man salute. We do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone.
0: But first, Schubert, let me remind you about Earnhardt Auto Center's Noble.com. That's where you gotta go. Noble.com, 19 different Arizona locations, 21 dealerships, and 17 brands. Noble.com, your one stop shop for everything car buying. That car you've had your 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 eye on, test drive it. Noble express option right there in the middle of the page, right there towards the header. Uh, check out the Noble Express option at Noble.com. That car you've had your eye on, they're gonna bring one to your front door, let you test drive it for the day. You can you can finish your 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 purchasing process right there online with the financial applications and everything else as well. Noble Express. You hear us talk about it all the time in this program and there's a reason for it. Jordan's tried it out. He he very smartly has said, hey, bring me a Lexus to drive around for the day. Good call, Simone. Uh, but Noble Express at Noble.com Experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and prices that can't be beat from the comfort of your own home. Noble Express at Noble.com. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. That ain't No Bull. We like to end the Monday show by...
1: Saluting, recognizing some of the big time performances in the world of sports, mainly football during this time of year. It's brought to you by Manscaped. It is the Manscaped full grown man salute and Sean, for the first time in the history of the full grown man. Salute, you and I have Mm -hmm. both picked uh, our award winners, but some honorable mentions here on a Monday. Now, I don't know if you want to do the honorable mentions at the end or do them first. Would you like me to just give my award out right away? Is that what you want to do? You want me to salute my my main guy? How do you wanna how do you want to play this? Here
0: yeah, first I wanna first, first and foremost, I'm 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 trying to get your sixty seconds of baseball off the clock. There we go. Because I still had your oh, your I, clock was up I, there oh, and it I was what you? It was, covering, it was covering up your screen on the graphic. My you are
1: looking to make another move. You garbage yeah. might be going to, to <laughs> San Diego. No, okay, I'll talk no, for we're,
0: anything. We're we're good on that. But it is time for our okay. Manscaped full grown man. Salute Schubert, I want you to go first. With a man that we got to go all the way back to Friday to talk about.
1: We do. And, unfortunately, listen, I just want to warn everybody now. If you were in your fantasy football championship and you were playing against this guy, look away from the screen now. Alvin Kamara. And, Sean, listen, the 22 carries for 155 yards, that's great. That's all well and good. How about the six rushing touchdowns that Alvin Kamara had? Could have had a seventh if they didn't give one to Taysom Hill. The NFL, we believe this is the NFL record-tying six rushing touchdowns in a football game. So Alvin Kamara, for one of the greatest rushing performances, I have seen a manscaped, full-grown man salute to you, Alvin Kamara. So that's I mean, my... I,
0: he He could be the whole segment. We could just keep saluting Alvin sure. Kamara. Six touchdowns sure. on the ground, 155 sure. yards. Incredible. But I think last night... On the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And it it was was a frozen tundra. This man had 12 footballs thrown his way from Aaron Rodgers. He caught 11 of the 12. He had 142 yards. He had three touchdowns and also broke the hearts of many fantasy football players out there. Or won them some money, maybe. A big, manscaped, full-grown man salute to Devontae Adams yesterday. In the snow, 11 receptions, 142 yards, three touchdowns. He's a full-grown man at the wide receiver position. Not many people within the first 10 yards are as good as Devontae Adams getting off the line of scrimmage. I mean, the man, he doesn't get enough credit. Might be one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in the NFL. I know Aaron Rodgers appreciates him. I know the Go Pack Go appreciate him. Devontae Adams, we appreciate you, and we give you a full-grown man. Salute. Here on no with Chris Crespin and Simone. Now, okay. usually we each get one. But with yeah, Simone, no Simone this Simone's week. visiting the fam. We thought, why don't we just, we're, you know, we'll give Simone yeah. one of them and we'll just give him we'll give the salute away. And then we started, you know, there's more than one we can give honorable mentions yeah. to. So why don't so we, we do just a couple took Simone's of them? Time,
1: Yeah, we're taking his time mm-hmm. and we're applying it to some honorable right. mentions. And Sean, my honorable mention, Tom Brady. You see the stats up there, 22 of 27, 348 yards, four touchdowns. But more importantly, Sean, basically just didn't play in the second half. Good, My, I'm, do, I'm good here. <laughs> good first half against the Detroit Lions team that had, I believe, their wide receivers coach as the actor as the acting head coach because of COVID, uh, you know, affecting their it coaching situation. Yes. So Tom Brady goes out there, throws for four touchdowns, easy, no problem. Tom Brady, a full-grown man, honorable mention to you.
0: And that noise you hear, obviously. I don't know who be, you. It is the Manscaped 3.0 lawnmower. Yes. The greatest shaving tool a man can ever find. You can find it at NoBull.com. Promo code NoBull. Uh, man, all it, would one be, word. it would be Manscaped.com. Promo and code what, nobull, what did I say? NoBull.com. Oh, yeah. you said <laughs> You can actually find be it. over at, at Manscaped. You can find it there, too. Uh, um, um, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, now, Sean,
1: I don't know who your honorable mention is. You did not mm-hmm. share this with me in the, in the pre show. So,
0: You ready for this, Schubert? Oh, no. It, d- Schubert? If you
1: picked somebody that played for the
0: Raiders. No. They
1: lost. They don't get to be put no. up here.
0: I didn't do that. Okay. Although Ag- Aguilar and he had a good game, but and no. Darren Waller, who is who has no. outside of Jimmy Graham the greatest stretch for a tight end in NFL history no. in the last four games. Outside no. of those two gentlemen, no. who by the way, what the hell? I got the button in front of me. I'll give you a salute no. as well. You don't get a cool graphic, but I'll give you a salute to both those gentlemen. But this man here, oh goodness gracious, kicked around the NFL, right? The Bengals what, told what mean, him. He kick, kicked around the NFL. He's played for one team. Yeah. The Bengals told him he was done. He shows up to the Cowboys' tail between his legs. They're going to give him an opportunity. This man has got the crap kicked out of him this year. Multiple injuries, concussions, you name it. What does he do? He gets up off the mat like a full-grown man should. And he keeps the Dallas Cowboys.
1: I them Cowboys? Yeah!
0: In the playoff conversation by going 22 of 30 for 377 yards and three touchdowns yesterday. The Cowboys on the verge of a division title. Andy Dalton. We give you a manscaped, full-grown man honorable mention salute. How about them, Cowboys? So does Jimmy Johnson. Job well done, my friend. Job well done, and that is today's Manscaped full grown man salute. Yeah, that was that's was not a we, that was you.
1: You did that. I <laughs> want no part of really, giving any you're not gonna give him any credit. Mention. This dude got no. kicked to
0: the curb by the Bengals, has been told did by he didn't get me? kicked to the curb. They were they weren't successful
1: with him. They said, Hey, we got the number one pick, we're gonna move on. Yeah. And they got mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. That's looking that's it, looked
0: pretty good until Joe Burrow got hurt. Let's look at it from the eyes of Andy Dalton. He was kicked to the curb by the Bengals. He was told by everybody that he couldn't do it anymore. Had to take a backup rule. Tail between the legs. Shows up to Jerry World. Sitting on the bench. Comes in. Gets a concussion. Gets knocked around. Has a terrible game. Doesn't really play particularly well. Terrible game on national TV. More people telling him he can't do it. What does he do? He goes out yesterday and has that type of a game keeping the Cowboys in the mix. He deserves a full-grown man salute from me right here on North. No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. By the way, uh, Manscaped.com, promo code yes, yes. no Bull. Uh You can get 20% off from free shipping at Manscaped.com. Uh, that's it for the show today here? I think we, so. Yeah, Unless the, you have anything else you want to it? say no. about your Jets no, or I'm, anything. No? I'm good. All no, right. no, no.
1: I'm good. It's a victory <laughs> in my name. I'm going to continue to celebrate yeah. uh, all affair. You can always follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. Uh, follow Sean at SCRESPIN02. Follow Jordan Simone, who's on vacation. He'll be back next Monday at Jordan Simone 38. Uh, subscribe to the show. Rate. Uh, Follow, share the podcast with all your friends. And you can do that wherever you get podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, any of the podcasting apps that are out there that you use. My favorite is Pocket Casts. Uh, Go there, rate, subscribe, follow the show so you know when these episodes drop. Hope everybody had a great holiday season over the last uh, couple of weeks here. We got the new year coming right around the corner. We'll be here all week. Got a show coming up on Wednesday and then the first show of 2021 on Friday. So it should be a lot of fun. Everybody have a great week. We will talk to you on Wednesday.
0: Thank you.